Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, guys, this is Yolanda at Dryer Buzz, and that's Dryer Buzz in the Kitchen. And if you don't know, this is the inaugural, I think this is our inaugural foodie podcast. All right, so we're going to launch out there to you in a couple of places. You know how we do. Now, this is a podcast. We will be live on screen later this afternoon, but I'm using these platforms to talk about food, okay? How did we get here how did we start and where we're going? So I want to talk about that. Uh, you know, we're doing so many podcasts, let me tell you. And not too many. I said so many. Not too many, but so many. But because after I, when I come out of the kitchen or before I go in the kitchen, when I'm out shopping for what I'm going to cook, I get so many questions. And I wanted to take time to come on and answer some of those questions. So I'm just going to, uh, on another device over here, guys, just make sure that we are live and in the right places. I want you to do as I do. And, you know, we have to get those shares going on and make sure that we are out there. So uh, coming up Memorial Day weekend, and let's just call it a holiday. Let me just tell you, because I don't know when you guys are going to listen to this, but if you're catching this in the live environment and you have comments and you want to comment, please catch us on uh, your favorite platform so that we can bring in your comment, bring in your questions and so forth. And so um, we're going to be doing these all around the city as well as inside the kitchen, uh, just happening in a number of places. So I'm going to go ahead and start a couple of watch parties. Please do the same. So, again, I get a lot of questions, and there are things that I can literally stream about, talk about, come on, and do each and every day. There is one particular broadcast, I swear to you, uh, the minute I go live, I can do it every day. I literally, and that is make lemonade. And guess what I'm going to be doing today, this afternoon? I need to make a new batch of lemonade. And it's probably going to be another uh, blueberry lemonade because I still got blueberries, y'all. I, I got blueberries. I got blueberries on top of blueberries on top of blueberries. Maybe even I may make, I tell you what, I wasn't planning on cooking today, but I guess I could do a blueberry cobbler. One of the, one of the instant cobblers, one, the quick cobblers. Quick cobblers meaning that, hey, I got some blueberries, I got some flour, I got some sugar, I got some milk. Um, we could do the easy laid back cobblers, right? And that's where you take your butter, your batter, and your berries. It's literally that. I discovered that. Listen, y'all, I'm not coming to you guys as a... As a true foodie, I'm becoming a foodie, right? Yes, I'm a blogger, and like everybody else, I have been posting my food, everything I ate. And one thing I learned about food bloggers is they obviously don't eat. Either they eat everything and they go spend the rest of the time in the gym because I'm going to tell you, honey, my hips have spread. And I've always had, I don't really have hips, but I'm just saying, the weight is there. So one of the things that, uh, let me talk about how I ended up in the kitchen. And I have to kind of give the backstory because we reach a new audience each and every time we, we come on and we do this, right? So let me tell you how I ended up in the kitchen. And let me, I'm going to swap the screen a couple of times uh, just, just because. Let me see. I want to put that on the screen. I'm going to take that off. There we go. All right. So I ended up in the kitchen because I was live streaming one day and I got thirsty. And I said, listen, guys, I got to go in the kitchen and grab something to drink. But I was live and I'm like, I can't wait. So I went into the kitchen uh, to get something to drink. And then I came back and everybody's like, OK, cool. You know, and then one day after I realized, you know, I had a little spike in viewership. And that time I went into the kitchen. I was like, maybe we should do more of that. But one particular day. I was alone 
And you know how we all wait for that moment when we could be alone, but then came the weight and the understanding of what that truly meant. And so I went into the kitchen and I was, it was not a good moment. It was not a good feeling. Uh, and to come out of that, to get rid of that moment and that feeling, because I had been through the trauma zone, um, I turned on my live stream and I started to have conversations like, wait a minute, we live in a tech environment. I'm a live streamer. I never, ever have to be alone. And so I went into the kitchen and we started talking. So uh, I ended up cleaning out the fridge while live. Cause you know, there's always live streaming. Remember there was this trend about show your fridge kind of thing and all that. And uh, I ended up cleaning out the fridge and I was like, well, we started throwing this stuff away. What can we make with this? And the rest is history. Let me just make that long story real short and just say that the rest is history. Another thing I started to do when we started looking for a different content that we could do in the kitchen was to jump on some of the hacks, some of the easy hacks that were out there for those of us who didn't really have great habits or behaviors in our kitchen. Now, yeah, I can cook. I can throw down a meal. I'm a mom of four, you know, myself and my kids. We can all cook with my mom, my dad. I mean, we're just from, I'm in the South. Okay. Everybody knows how to get around the stove. Everybody knows how to get around the kitchen, but mind you, I had not been necessarily the cook in the family or in the kitchen in probably a decade or two. Right. Okay. So I wasn't heavily in the rotation of what goes on in the kitchen, what, especially what comes out of the kitchen around the holidays. In fact, I was probably like, make sure she don't come in the kitchen. It was a, a thing that my mother and my daughter did. And the rest of us just kind of stayed out of their way. So from the lemonade to uh, one of the first things we did as a family in the kitchen was to try to make sure that we understood how to make one of my mother's uh, favorite dishes that we love for her to make. And we like, wait, oh, wait, we don't get that anymore. So we went in to try to make chicken a la king. And then when we made the chicken a la king, of course, everybody was like, well, you know, I always wanted a little more of this. And I always wanted a little more of that. I really wanted a little less of this or less of that. So we then ended up collaborating on that, on that particular recipe. So that was all exciting. And then, you know, we had, we already, um, had this kind of journey we wanted to go on of dialing back, eating out, convenience food, processed foods, frozen foods, canned goods, and to get to a point of just kind of making some things from scratch, you know, growing up, I, I just knew, you know, we always had farm, not farm fresh, but garden fresh items and so forth. Um, and just wanted to get away from that. We were, we were looking at like, man, because of what we had been through, we definitely were eating out a lot. And plus we had relocated, downsized, you know, so we had to kind of go from cooking for this large family to now it's just, you know, one or two of us eating at a time and so forth. But yet we wanted leftovers because everybody wanted to have something to take for lunch. So, you know, somebody's got to take the helm of this. And I was like, you know what, I'm doing a little something, something with the live streaming. I'll take Wednesday. Actually, I took Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I was doing it twice, right? And going out shopping, um, trying to find sources where we could get fresh, uh, farm to table, farm fresh, garden fresh, natural. Um, we looked around at, okay, what is it that we love in the can? A lot of the things that we had when we would go to the grocery store, you know, we had the routine, okay, you go down the outer aisles, the canned goods, the, then you go hit the meat. We were spending very, in our grocery shopping over the years, we were that family that spent very little time in the produce section. Yes, we grabbed a bag 
onions, some corn, some collards, staple things, right? But we were that family spending very little time, very, very little time in the produce section. And we were like, you know what? We need to spend more time over here. What is all of this stuff? How do you prepare all of this stuff? What do we then, how do we then begin to add more of this into our diet? So what are some of the flavors that we like? One of the things in the produce section, we realized that, hey, listen, we're not cooking enough with herbs. And so, and I said, I have all these great chef friends, wonderful friends online um, who are, let me, let me get a couple other things going here. Hold on guys. Let me just check. I got some messages. I want to make sure I see your messages. And I just realized like, wait a minute, we use a lot of, uh, processed seasonings, you know, it, from canned goods to frozen f- foods to seasoning. So I said, well, you know what, let's do this. I will, I started looking at, um, the jars. I started looking at the cans. I started looking at the ingredients on ingredients period on everything. It's like, here's how we begin to dial this back. Right. Um, now the jars, what do we have in the jars? The jars was basically, you know, your spaghetti sauces, things you could put in the pantry and it could stay in there six months, a year or beyond. Right. And seasonings, you know, we weren't rotating the seasonings in and out properly uh, within the right time frames. You know, all those instructions are on the items, right? And I said, well, you know, we always grab this huge jar of seasoning, and that's the seasoning we put on everything. And literally, like everything, shake, shake, shake. And I looked at the ingredients on that. I said, well, wait a minute. What if we were to try to get some of these things fresh because we're we're doing the farm to table we're a little bit more concerned about things that we're eating we want a little bit more prep time we love the family time of us in the kitchen together and I started looking at the ingredients that were on the season and I said well let's start buying these as fresh herbs you know oh this has got parsley in it this has got onion in it this has got um uh, rosemary it's got thyme it's got spices, it's got garlic, you know? So let's start putting that on the grocery list and getting it in the produce section. So now when we go shopping, we do very little bit, very little shopping on the inner aisles. You know, yeah, we still go get the sugar and the flour, um, but anything that's in a box, anything that's considered instant, anything, we've come to learn in my family that there's no different than there's no time difference. Uh, well, there's a little bit of time difference, but we love that time uh, in getting, instead of getting cans, four or five cans of corn and mixing a little bit of cream corn with a little bit of whole kernel corn, hey, let's just go ahead and get some fresh corn, okay? Opening a can, shucking it off the, off the cob, you know, or better yet, corn on the cob and adding all that fresh herb in with it, you know, all those things. Like, wait a minute. The first thing we learned through all of this is like, we've been missing a whole lot of flavor. We have been missing a whole lot of flavor. And so taking on that little bit of responsibility of being the accountable one that, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend some time. So then once we started doing that, we're like, okay, yeah, it's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit difficult to get out of our commutes, to come home in the evenings or days, whatever. You know, I, I was overnight. They were daytime. You know, it's a little bit difficult to come in and, and really all the time have that energy. But listen, we've got a day once a week or twice a week that we can prep these things, that we can prepare these things like you know we want we know that we want spaghetti 
at the end of the week or over the weekend, or you like taking, you know, that good baked spaghetti, baked ziti, pasta. You, we love pasta. We love pasta sauce. Well, let's look at the ingredients on that jar. Wait a minute. We already, we were buying, in my family, I don't know about yours, but in my family, we would buy a sauce, a sauce of, uh, a jar of spaghetti sauce, right? But then we'd add extra onion to it. We'd add a little tomatoes to it. You know, we'd add some bits. We were adding in all these things. And one day I was live streaming and I'm prepping all these things that we would normally, as a family, add to the sauce. And one of my chef friends jumped on, came on, literally came on live into the live stream and said, but you just made sauce. Why are you taking all that goodness that you just made and adding it to a jar of, of sauce when really all I needed to add to it, uh, and I really didn't need to add anything to it because the flavors were there. But I later on, as I began to explore that, I'm like, wait a minute, you mean I know how to make my own sauce? And I'm like, well, if I know how to make the sauce, then why am I not making my pasta, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go down that lane. But in the sauce, what I found is that and I just recently, after, even after making the sauce for a while, I'm like just a little bit of tomato paste, you know, a little or a lot. Now, I, now I make, I'm making um, stock pots of sauce. And again, like I know if over the weekend or whatever day we want to have spaghetti, thinking about that, planning our meals, that's where we were really going wrong is not planning the meals, you know, trying to, trying to respond, react. You know, we, we were trying not to be the family. Hello there, Jose. We were really trying not to be the family that was reacting to the hunger all the time. What if we were to put a little bit of planning in this? There's so many tools out there now that allowed us to plan. That's me in the kitchen there for those of you guys on the screen, right? There, there's, you know, we've got these great stores in our community that we want to stay in our community. So we need to patronize them. We need to go to those stores. For those of you that are using apps and things like that, what I love about the apps is that a lot of the apps that I choose to use are apps who still will shop in our local. I don't want to, I don't want desert. I don't want to end up back in a desert. I don't want things that I'm buying, you know, coming from always from a warehouse or a fulfillment center, you know, which is why I encourage those who have businesses in our community. Listen, you need to adopt to these things because this is how people are, people are living. So where, when I order my groceries online, there's somebody in my neighborhood hood, literally going to the grocers in my neighborhood, doing the shopping, even though I am still utilizing a level of convenience, right? So what we did as a family, we said, well, let's prepare, let's Let's try to become, let's prepare our meals as opposed to react. Okay, who's hungry? Let's run out and grab something, get something, whatever. We, so we wanted to eat a little bit more fresh. Um, so we wanted uh, fresh herbs. That meant, you know, that jar of seasoning that's been in the cabinet forever. We looked at the ingredients. We started looking at the ingredients on everything and figure out, like, how can we do this? One, according to our budget, we didn't want to blow the budget. We didn't want to go over budget. We didn't want this to become something that was just overwhelming. You know, we wanted to enjoy our food experience. Thank you so much for coming in and inviting followers. So we wanted, uh, and this is a, I'm taping a podcast for those of you that are catching it in a live environment. So we wanted to, we wanted the experience of it. And so we said, well, who has time on this day, that day? So we still have our days, 
you know, and mine, because I wanted to live stream around the food because I wanted to, you know, live stream around the food and, and some photos are, uh, we got a little bit of a slideshow rotating for you guys. Um, I said, well, on the seasoning, I would like to use fresh herbs. I wanted to start using fresh herbs and, and guess what? Fresh herbs are well within the budget. As a matter of fact, sometimes the fresh herbs are cheaper than the seasonings. I'm telling you, during certain times of the year, like right now, it's a holiday coming up this weekend. So trying to run out and buy certain seasonings, uh, the prices have spiked, right? And so I, I became familiar with deal. Oh my God. When I, y'all, when I tell y'all the first time I bought and cut and start chopping, uh, no, the first, let me stop right there. The first time I bought, brought home a fresh pack of deal and opened it up. Now, mind you, I had no idea what it even looked like. Uh, I got a recipe. I was making some salmon with this amazing sauce and it was a cheat sauce, meaning that it wasn't like the full on from scratch sauce. It was basically taking some various condiments, putting those condiments together, right? Black writing scope workspace. Welcome in. So it was taking various condiments and then it said to buy the deal. I bought the deal. When I came home and I opened the deal, first of all, I love the way the deal looked and the deal smelled. I was like, oh my God, who knew? So then when I went to chop it, you had to chop it. And oh my God, we were, we, we just, let me, when I tell y'all, if you have not had fresh deal and I'm that person, I went to putting fresh deal on everything. Fresh deal doesn't go with everything. But if you are making fish and salmon, and you really want something with a really nice, fresh, uh, mouth-watering, eye-opening aroma. Um, let me tell you, the joy I get when people walk in my house today, if I invite them. <laughs> and if they see me on live stream and they know me, they're rolling up. And But the, when people open the door now in my home, they are like, first thing they ask, what are you cooking? You know, because the smell, even around me, the neighbors are like, okay, what you got going on over there, right? What's going on up in there today? Because that aroma, y'all, that's love. That's me loving on myself and spreading that love out. So the first day I brought home the deal, this is a recipe. I was making a salmon and it had uh, a really wonderful sauce to go on and I'm trying to think what we had. I think we did it with some roasted vegetables, right? So it called for the, the sauce to go on the salmon. First of all, we marinated the salmon in some of the deal and some other things. Uh, but then the sauce was very simply, I think it was either mayo or yogurt. I don't think it was mayo. It might've been a little bit. I think it was sour cream, uh, uh, whole grain mustard, um, smoked paprika, deal and I want to say relish of a sort. So it was kind of almost like a chipotle like tartar sauce, right? Because we know your mayo and your relish and even um, what was the, what's the other thing? And I said, I was going to remember and I didn't, but so it kind of made, made basically a tartar sauce. So you kind of marinate it and then bake the salmon in that, right? And that then led me down a wormhole. I'm like, well, whoa, if that's the thing with deal, what are some of these other cheat steps that I could take? Now, mind you, in our process world, I would have gotten, you know, some frozen fish and 
this, that, and the other, right? But this was me trying to dial it back to fresh. I'm going to the store. I'm going to get, I'm going to go over to the butcher and I'm going to get some salmon fillets and I'm going to go get these ingredients. And, and even on the roasted vegetables, I think the roasted vegetables was maybe Brussels sprouts, some, tom- some tomatoes, pep- peppers, onions, and potatoes, something like that, right? Simply we marinated those in an oil and a vinegar and seasoning. And it went into on a cookie sheet into the oven, the salmon on another cookie sheet into the oven. And so we had this like, whoa. But then when we went to go eat it, we were like the flavor. We were sold on the flavor. And that's how we said, okay, we got to try some other herbs. We're missing out. And the question I get all of the time in using the fresh vegetables and things like that, even down to making the lemonade. And this is what it looks like. This is this picture. If you in, in the pot, in the taping, the live taping that all of those ingredients, that's what it looks like making a meal for us nowadays. You know, that's what it looks like. Um, uh, those are the ingredients when you, and on, I'm showing a picture of some tomatoes. There's a couple of eggs. It looks like I've got a little bit of some cheese going on there. Fresh garlic, onions, the herbs, uh, which uh, on that picture is some basil as well as some parsley. I mean, and, you know, for the most part of us, especially those of us that were dining out and going for all this convenience, you know, parsley was a little bit of a decoration on the side. Who knew we should have been grabbing that parsley and chopping it up and putting it on the meal, right? Or infusing it into me or kale, right? Kale or parsley, you know, it was just a little bit of greenery that they always put on your plate. Honey, you should be taking your knife and chopping that up and adding it into your potatoes and so forth. Talk about potatoes. And a lot of us love to go for the comfort. And this is one thing, too, in the South. You know, we got our comfort foods, honey. The mac and cheese. Let me just put that on the screen there. The mac and cheese and the collard greens. Um, being one year into the kitchen, I am now making the mac and cheese different. I am making the collard greens different. Um, the collard greens, you know, not cooking those all day, not putting them in a pot full of, you know, the ham hocks and stuff every now and again, you know, yeah, I'm going in that kitchen. I'm dropping the ham hock in some water and I am going to, um, put a big old vat of collard greens on, but in a, in a world where we're all busy and you still want to eat health, let me tell you, that is a healthy side to collard greens. I know people think collard greens arteries, you know, all the things. Yeah. If you're going to add that hemlock in there all of the time, yeah, you got to be concerned about your arteries, but listen, sorry, had to drink something. Convince a Southern girl who has a lineage of, of mothers and aunties and grandmothers and grandparents and, and, and just on and on and on in the South that collard greens can be prepared differently. Now, we used to have this aunt who used to come up. Uh, she was uh, from, I think her and my uncle lived in Miami. They were way back in the day, and I'm talking way back in the day, they used to work um, at a horse track or something like that. They were involved in the in the horse races training. I don't know what to what extent. I mean, you you think 50 years ago, you know, what it was. But when she would, they would come and visit, she would always take over in the kitchen and she would go in there some kind of way and come out with these collard greens like right away. And, and she would do these in the frying pan. And I was like, wow, okay. And, and everybody would, you know, act like they liked it or whatever, but you know, and it was good, but you know, somebody would, the minute they were gone, somebody would make some quote unquote real collard greens. Right. 
But um, I went to a teach. I went to a, a, a day at a teaching kitchen, and there was a chef there. And oh my God, I always try to remember his name. But if you go on our channel, you'll see the the video of he of he of he, how he prepared them and how I brought that technique home. And I have made that recipe, and it's now a staple for us. Keeping the greens green, like bright green, right? And it's basically uh, kind of saute in the greens. And I know I'm trying not to add the salt, right? Uh, I'm trying to figure out what herbs I can put in this so that I don't have to do the, the salt. Um, but I, I still add a little bit of salt and I'm, I'm trying y'all, but it, again, it's your onions, your garlic, uh, a little bit of red pepper. And for me in the kitchen, I add red pepper to everything. So on your screen, if you're in a live environment, you're looking at the egg rolls that we did with these greens, right? So I made the greens, um, and I could not believe when I, when I tasted them, how much of a full bite those greens were how again flavor we are so missing out on flavor not to mention the nutrients and what i love about the greens when you saute them in that manner keeping them bright green just letting them get to a nice wilt with those red peppers and onions and garlic uh, a little bit of, of broth if you want to do broth. One, and I'll tell, we'll go down that lane a little bit on this podcast about liquids, the liquids, right? Uh, liquids is always water, wine, or broth. Water, wine, or broth. Uh, and then, of course, if you want on the creamy side, you know, your milk, if you want to go, most people have whole milk in there. Uh, you will start to change up if you try to go down this lane. You will start to change up your buying habits. Like I, you know, have heavy cream now. I have half and half. Buttermilk. I did. I think I probably did a whole six months of putting buttermilk in everything. And um, but and like mac and cheese with the buttermilk, mac and cheese with the half and half. And so anyway, but with the greens, uh, again, water, broth or wine, depending on what you have on hand or what you, you know, your habit is, what you taste. is. But let me tell y'all, honey, turn those greens and, and keep in mind another thing that I learned in this one year journey of back in the kitchen is again things continue to cook even after you take them off the stove especially depending on what you're cooking in cooking in that good cast iron you want to get that as far away from the heat a lot of the foods you want to remove them from if you want the cooking to stop because how many times have you taken something out of the oven set it on top of the oven to cool go on about your business come back and it's still cooking especially like your fish if fish is a little dried out the chicken chicken is dried out you're like wait but i took it out it was so it was gorgeous it was beautiful it was you know now it's deflated it's too dark and it's like just i'm like what happened i have done that so many times but it depends on what you're cooking in if you're cooking something like on a cookie sheet cookie sheet is gonna cool off just as much as the food cooking in the glass in your glass containers that glass container sit taking that food out and sitting that on the stove oh it's still going to cook probably another 10 15 20 minutes because it's going to hold the heat right so you got to know got to learn these things and you have to learn based on what's in your kitchen i can tell you oh cook this for 30 minutes but that's based on your stove that's based on gas electric that's based on the altitude it's based on uh, the environment, you know, your kitchen may be a little bit more humid than mine. Mine, like when I make pasta, I have to realize, well, okay, well, my kitchen, you know, I don't have that nice Italian breeze from in, in the women I'm watching making pasta. It's like they have an open air kitchen. 
right? I've got a closed off kitchen. I don't have a window in the kitchen. You know, I've got to make sure I turn the air up so I don't end up, uh, so I don't sweat the pasta. So, it, you know, because I'm like, why is my pasta sticking together? Well, because it's humid. i got to make sure I don't turn on the stove. That I make the, You know, so you have to make those adjustments and you got to learn those things. You get tired of burning food, you make adjustments, right? So those are some of the, those are some of the things, but the greens, I love them. And not only that, um, collards are like the, I consider collards to be like the granddaddy of greens. And depending on where we are and how we grew up, you know, we don't get the experience. Like I know people are all on kale, but there's so many variety of greens that are out there and we need to be eating everything that's green. You need to be down in some green stuff every day, all day. Right. And, and with everything, like think about it. even with breakfast, you need to taste the taste. The rainbow is absolutely real. Let me tell you, look at this. I'm talking about, this is, this is my standard grocery list of, of things. It's like, I know now when I go to grocery store, Spending time, I spend the majority of the time that I'm grocery shopping in the produce section. Now, mind you, I don't go to the grocery store no more. I use the Instacart app, okay? And so I'm on the produce section in there longer now. The majority of my groceries today, whereas back in the day when I was raising my family, you know, I go grab, like I said, some of the staples in the produce, some of the staples over in the in the processed foods aisle. And then I'd go and I'd go all up and down the meat aisle and then the dairy, meat and dairy, meat and dairy, meat and dairy, a little bit of that. But you, we've got to change these things up. And if you're not there yet, fine. You'll get there, believe you me. But now um, I've got uh, the majority of the produce, the larger portions on the plate are the produce we make sure to add in something raw like you know yeah we had a uh, chicken um we had what did we do shredded chicken um style sliders um just yesterday you know leading up to it was like a barbecue slider we had coleslaw on there right so again something raw you know and it's so funny because one of the things that i have learned about the family is like like everybody in the house will say they don't like, what is it, the Russian dressing? And then when you realize what Russian dressing really is, like, uh, what was the one thing? It was one thing that my daughter would say all the time. Like, my son never liked, he doesn't like tomatoes, but he loves spaghetti. It's like, you know, we don't, people don't know. We truly and really don't know about these things or what's in it. A lot of the things, when I started, like I said, looking at the ingredients, start by looking at the ingredients of the things that you love. Um, waffles, when I make, when I make my waffles now, you know, when you come to find out, like you go to the store and you get a waffle mix or a cake mix and you come home or a cornbread mix, you know, all those things that are in the box. And I always used to laugh at people who used to buy cornbread in the box, right? It's like, okay, you come home, you still got to add the milk, the egg and the oil. So really what's in the box, right? The meal with some, a whole bunch of other stuff that you really don't even, you really don't even need, right? It's like cake mix. It's like when I started baking and I'm not a baker, but you know, taking on some of the, um, the cooking, cook, the cook alongs that go on online and the different hacks and things like that. And I'm like, well, why am I not making my waffles from scratch? Why am I grabbing that box of waffle mix that's been in the pantry for I don't know how long? You know, why am I not? I've got flour. Why am I not grabbing, you know, a cup of flour, 
some vanilla, a uh, couple of eggs, you know, the milk. And why, I, I love buttermilk waffles. So, you know, buttermilk. It's like five, I think it's like five ingredients, you know. So really, what? where's the convenience in that? You know, I've got flour. Not only that, I've got a variety. Well, now I have a variety of flour. You know, why am I not making whole wheat waffles? You know, I've got whole wheat flour. I've got unbleached flour. I've got bleached flour. I've got all-purpose flour. You know, I've got self-rising flour. All these different things. Uh, flatbread pizza. Why am I not running in the kitchen, you know, making my own pizza dough? Well, I am now. But it took, it took looking at the ingredients on the box and saying, well, you know, I, I just don't want this stuff sitting in the pantry uh, for years, I don't want to be, freezer. Opening the freezer, I don't want to. I don't want to go and buy it and have to come home and freeze it. Where is my time? Where is my? Where? Why is my life not more organized that I can't go out and get something fresh? Because we bought into that convenience mentality so much that we thought we were saving ourselves and we really weren't. We thought we were saving time and you really weren't. You know what you were sacrificing? I learned. I learned that we were sacrificing flavor. I learned that we were also sacrificing our health. I'm not prepared yet to talk, to be that leading voice for you yet on the health tip, okay? But for me, it was, it's the flavor. For me, it is um, getting back in the kitchen and in the enjoyment side, right? Uh, on the fooder, 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 foodie blogging side. So... Um, I'm going to get ready to break, shut this down because I do have to go into the kitchen today. Uh, on Wednesdays, we are live in the kitchen and we do a cook along or we do a, um, well, we do a, you can kind of cook along if I have, if I have had a chance to let you know what we're going to do. Uh, we're approaching a holiday weekend to kick off a summer. Summer officially kicks off. This weekend, we are approaching Memorial Day as I, as I get ready to do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm not actually cooking today, even though, well, I did say I would do maybe a cobbler. I'm going to see if I have everything to do the quick cobbler, you know, because I'm not bringing the meat. How many, oh, I just call this beans and things. I wanted to talk about beans and things, but then I wanted to, I needed to do the backstory on this. Um, when I wanted to talk about beans and things, those of us, who are not bringing the meat to the barbecue, okay? Those of us that are not bringing the meat, uh, what sides are you bringing? Are you bring I really want to do baked beans, but you know what? The one thing I have not done well is the beans from scratch. That whole soaking of the beans, the one thing I still want to get frozen is beans. Um, that's the one thing I told my daughter the other day. I said, you know, we need to make sure that we have some frozen green peas, uh, always on, always on the grocery list. We need to always have those because adding green, frozen green peas to a number of things is absolutely heaven. Um, but that whole soaking the beans, like here again, Memorial Day is this weekend. It's hump day that we're talking about this. Beans need to be soaking. <laughs> if you are going to cook from scratch and, and beans, they need to, they need to be soaking uh, so that you can go ahead and cook those. There, and there's nothing more delicious than beans that have been that have been cooking for a couple of days. I remember family reunion time. I think this is a memory I'm going to have for the rest of my life. The preparation that used to go in when that kitchen used to become a well-oiled machine of my grandmother uh, and my aunt's. 
and 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 all the girls um yeah the, i went patriot the whole patriarchy society just came out there because the men were out there getting hauled preparing to haul so don't think it wasn't everybody wasn't doing everything right because there was a whole hog situation when i mean like a a whole hog situation going on uh right before family reunion so family reunion was that weekend that whole week came the prep of these things uh and i just remember the beans soaking um oh my god the brunswick stew brunswick stew was my absolute favorite and we would get to the family reunion i would always try to peep where my grandmother's food was because she'd been cooking all this food all week and we couldn't touch it, couldn't taste it. And I'm like, man, I got to wait till we get the family reunion. I'm like, I need some of grandma's this, grandma's that, grandma's this, grandma's that. Man, the fried chicken. She used to have these boxes back then. They used to have these big corrugated boxes. And they, I remember the boxes used to have some kind of wax on them uh, for cold storage kind of situation. And this was the whole preparation of this thing, right? First of all, you had the boxes started coming, right? Because they'd ordered all this quantity of stuff, you know, and then the boxes had to be lined and prepped because they were going to be going to pack it up all this food, right? And then there was all this cooking that went on on the weekend because when we were going to the family, we could travel to the family reunion, right? Going to the country. Family reunion during that time meant we were going to the country, um, where where the um we were going to the country with all the family and so forth right and so all these box once the boxes came that meant that all the good food was going in the boxes and we had to basically scrounge for something you were just giving something to eat to satisfy your hunger you weren't going to eat any of that good fried chicken that whole hog was going in the ground it was going to be buried and cooked and so forth the fish I mean, everything that went on this, this, we had like a mile long, it seemed like at that time as a child, a mile long table that had to be stacked with this family reunion food, right? And I remember trying to grasp all of this stuff. Um, so to this day, I really want a good batch of baked beans. Now I have, you know, my favorite barbecue guy. He has some amazing baked beans. I'm going to put a picture on the screen there for those of y'all in the live environment and those of you that are catching this replay. Those baked beans, I just put a barbecue plate on the screen, guys. And let me tell you, that's one of the things. Like, I'm going to order my slab. I am think I'm going to order a slab. But I really want to make a good batch of baked beans. His baked beans are like a meal in and of itself. I'm going to see if I can uh, master the baked beans. I'm going to see if I can make his baked beans. Man, they are so delicious. So, but anyway, just a good batch. Under my repertoire, I want a good batch of baked beans. And I believe that to make these baked beans, I think it's going to take a day or two. I'm going to find out what beans do I want. I know I want some brown sugar in there. I know I probably want some molasses up in there. Um, I want deeply rich beans. So that's going to be the thing. But because that's going to be my next experiment, I think if I, the one thing I'm going to take to the cookout this weekend for Memorial Day is going to be the cobbler. I can cook up the, the cobbler, peach quick, quick cobbler, not like, you know, the old school cobbler. And this is actually an old school cobbler, but uh, today I'm going to go in the kitchen and we're just doing kind of a review because season two has not started yet. I am going to do um, 
um, we're going to do a review of some of the videos that we have out there. Some of the things that we have made, again, how the journey started and so forth. Um, one thing I love now is the meatballs. If, if from my year on this foodie journey of cooking fresh, uh, I will say the sauces. I, I so love my tomato sauce. And the tomato sauce, we use it, we make homemade pizza. Let me tell you, if you really want to explore vegetables, right, flatbread pizza, um, making it from scratch. Let me tell you, that learning that foods, and, and I started this, I always love going back to the Great Depression. Two ingredients, three ingredients, five ingredients, six, seven, eight, nine ingredients. All of those different things, the way people make Two ingredients, it, all of that had to do with your stature in life. But when we, t a lot of the things that we love today used to be foods from different ethnic groups or different corners of the world, though it came out of deprivation, right? Two ingredients, like to go in the kitchen and grab some flour and uh, some buttermilk or some flour and some yogurt or flour and an egg, right? I just, what I just mentioned was the simple recipe for pasta, the simple recipe for flatbread, the simple recipe for biscuits, right? All of those things, those are things that people ate when in, in a deprived society. But today, go somewhere and try to get a homemade biscuit, right? A biscotti, you know, all of those different things. Beans, right? Like, I roll up at a barbecue place, the first side item he runs out of, when I get there, I might not can get baked beans sold out. Baked beans in 2019, good baked beans sold out. It's like, it's amazing where we are in this food journey. It's amazing where we are. And on that note, I'm going to uh, go and finish resting up, get the rest of my day started uh, so that I can come live in the kitchen. Usually around three o'clock, I am actually live in the kitchen, uh, but I wanted to come on and, and do a food podcast. Uh, just kind of talk about talk about the journey. So what are you going to take? I wanted to do my aunt. No, this is the thing. My aunt keeps telling me I need to do a coleslaw for y'all. A coles. I need to do. She says, you need a video. You need to do coleslaw and potato salad. And you know what, y'all? They're only the only potato salad. I eat my daughter's potato salad. I see potato salad everywhere. The only person's potato salad I eat, I didn't even eat my mom's potato salad. My moms, my aunts, everybody makes a potato salad. I didn't too much care for it. But my daughter is something that she does, I love. And I think because she uses a little bit more mustard, and hers is a little bit more tangy. It's a little bit more, it's got a, like a little bit of a burst or something to it. And I love it. It's plus two, you know, she's, and, and my aunt, we actually did do. My aunt came over and cooked with me when we made the roasted chicken. I put her roasted chicken. That's not even my roasted chicken there. That's my aunt's roasted chicken. She wanted to come over. And she was like, what are you cooking? What are you cooking? And I'm like, she came over that day. We did the epic roasted chicken. We did two huge roasted chickens, one for my family and one for hers. And we did a potato salad. And she did a real, she meticulously, y'all, sat and cut those potatoes and all of the ingredients, cut the carrots. She was one of those, like the potatoes, the carrots, everything was like the same size. And oh my God, it was like all day. I'm like, auntie, can I just throw that in the processor? <laughs> but it was a beautiful day that I got a chance to spend with her and capture on video. Go and watch the video. And we did the slow roasted chicken, uh, where it was all about 
the browning of the chicken and slowly bringing it to temperature. That's when I realized it's like, and I, you wonder like, you know, we all came through the same lineage. How is it that we do these things differently? Well, she was always that one uh, who actually, you know, I mean, what we grew up with this fresh food, but the way she did this chicken, I, I got kind of got bored with it because, you know, we live in a let's hurry up and get this chicken done. But it was uh, covered, you know, we covered it up so, you know, the inside cooked. Then we took the foil off and we, we let the chicken get to this beautiful brown. Then we added these vegetables. And then she was like, okay, now we're going to puree the vegetables. I'm like, we're going to what? We pureed some of the vegetables and made a really nice sauce out of it. I mean, this, this dish evolved in so many different layers and levels. But it just ended up, and, I, and I, me being, you know, I, I, the foodie, Wanted to post all of this. You know, I got some great pictures from it. So that chicken was absolutely gorgeous. I never would have thought I could have the patience uh, of this style of cooking, of taking time. Because, you know, being a busy mom, you come home, you only have a couple of hours, you know, after your day of work and after the school with the kids. You really, as a family, we really only have a couple of hours in the day. I know for me... Uh, six to nine it was like we got three hours you know in the last 30 minutes of the day it's like okay after the after I've uh, cooked the meal and they've done their homework and you know we, we watched maybe one television show then it was time to go to bed and go do it all over again so you know and my grandmother used to man she used to get so upset that I was feeding my kids canned goods so then she started sending me home with fresh, you know, stuff during the prep work. We don't respect the prep work. When you go to a restaurant and you go sit down and you have all that dining, somebody has been there for two days. The meal that if you're going to go to dinner tonight, understand that that meal that you're going to have, somebody has worked on that meal for two days. And you talk about, I don't think I want a tip. I may, we don't need, we may not need a tip for this, that, and the other. Your server has not only had to find the time, and that's their business, to give you the awesome and amazing experience. But they've had to arrive early to prep that food, help prep the food, the kitchen, depending on the kitchen staff, you know, the shift the day before, you know, some of that stuff has to be prepared. I mean, there's a reason. They've been at, they've been at that restaurant all day. It's not just that little 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours that you were sitting at that table having your experience. There's a lot that goes into it. Me, myself, I have so much respect, okay? When I go and ask for extra garlic, I understand what goes on with that. When I say, can you cook this a little bit more or this, that, and the other, I'm like, listen, respect. It's all about respect. It's all about respect. Not to mention all the time and the prep that has gone into growing the food, keeping it fresh, and giving you the best. Somebody in this, if somebody's trying to give you their best, and I know you've had a moment where somebody gave you their worst and not so best, but for the most part, one of the reasons we keep going out to eat, one of the reasons we love food and love this, consider food as a, the experiences that we do, is because those are the moments in time where people we understand and truly understand somebody's trying to give us that uh, their best. And I just tried to give y'all my best in a podcast, in a food podcast. Of all the podcasts that we do, yes, we do a number of podcasts. Podcasts all day, every day. Uh, let me tell you, there's something out there for you to enjoy. And this is just to come on. I'm, I will be coming on, answering some of the questions. Um, 
lot of it pertaining to the lemonade and others. So got to go and do some more things for the rest of for the rest of the day. This has been what we call in the kitchen, in the kitchen with dryer buzz. Um, listen, I just want to cook. I just want to enjoy some food. So today, later on today, again, leading up to the holiday, uh, season two will be starting as we kick off the summer. We're going to start again like we did last year with the festival foods, foods that you can pack up and take out to the festival. That's how we did. That's how we started last year. The, the ultimate festival salad, the ultimate festival pasta, uh, how to package it, how to keep it cool, how to keep it hot. All of those things, uh, the barbecue, what to take to the cookout, you know, um, all, all of that. All of that is coming up in season two. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Just one more favor as we get started. Um, our podcast, our summer podcast uh, will be brought to you by Natural Soap by Zakia. And we've got a couple of other sponsors coming on. So we'll be letting you know about that. But do go to naturalsoapbyzakia.com. Use your discount code Dryer. Buzz, one thing for the summer, honey, you want to stay cleaner longer, you want to stay refreshed longer, you got to use your natural soap by Zakia. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Just one last favor, and that is... Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.